Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Director Showdown. If you're here for legitimate criticism, well thought out research, incredible insight to anything film related, turn off the podcast now because that's not what we're here for. We're here for fun. We're fun guys who yeah. talk about movies that we love and criticism. I'm critiquing criticism because hey, who cares? Uh-oh. Who cares? Criticism? Hashtag cancel, <laughs> shut it down. It's done. I think yeah, let let's let's get real. If you oh. like a movie, who cares? <laughs> but in honest truth, we just, we're just a couple of boys, casual couple of boys who love film and we love talking yeah. about it. And we're nearing the end of our season of mm-hmm. Akira Kurosawa versus David Lean. Yeah. And we uh we decided to skip over Sanjuro and Yojimbo, sadly enough, mm-hmm. even though I really like those films. I still suggest that our listeners go check those out because they're classic yeah. kind of Clint Eastwood type um, Western films or Easterns, if you want to. East, hey, yeah, Easterns. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think yeah. my, just to offer my kind of reasoning, I think we, you know, with the, the movies we've covered, yeah. yeah, so far, I think we talked a lot about kind of his samurai stuff, mm-hmm. and obviously this is a samurai movie too, but I, I just felt like there'd be more to talk about, I think, if we, like, jumped yeah. a little bit ahead, and, uh, you know, because those movies are, and I love them too, but they are pretty simple, I think, movies, you know, a guy with no name comes into town, you know, shakes things up, there's two, you know, feuding sides, I, I was just like, I think it'd be more interesting to jump into the future with Kurosawa because thus far we've really been in, we've literally only been in the 50s with him. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 50, I think, with Rashomon. I think Hidden Fortress was, I want to say, 57 or 58. Uh, and then we're fucking, we jumped 27 years, uh, which is almost as old as fucking you and I. Um, oh my god and probably most that, of our listeners that's insane it's yeah. crazy um it's such a massive jump and it's it's also something i wanted from his side of this season too because we're seeing david lean go from mm. you know what was it 42 i think with brief encounter to i mean javago was 65 we're seeing like a 20 30 year gap yeah we were yeah. we we kind of spoiled ourselves here because we um stuck to Kurosawa's kind of golden era of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when he was a hot commodity. Yeah. Maybe not in Japan, but uh, abroad, you know, like everyone like appreciated his work. And then in that 27 year span that we skipped, um, funny enough, he, his career really dropped off and no one really supported the things that he was doing. Um, And he had his, I, I can't recall his filmography, but apparently from what I read, like they were, you know, lackluster and they weren't like the things that he, you know, you brought to you know, the unique things that he brought to the table with uh, yeah. his prior films that we had covered. And, you know, he went through a deep depression. I think we talked a little bit about this in previous episodes, but, yeah. you know, he he just wasn't doing too hot. He had a falling out with our favorite boy, uh, Mifune. And uh, they just never talked to each other for a long time until um, near uh, Mufuni's death, I think, is when they reconciled. Yeah, to give you a little context of kind of like the gap we're talking about here of, you know, how much, you know, his uh, output kind of cut off. uh, He does, he directs nine movies in the 1950s. 
Yeah, he he had a yeah. he was very uh, uh, prolific as the uh, I think as they come when it terms the yeah, movies. He, yeah, just like basically every year, sometimes the the two a year thing, and then uh, between Sanjuro came out sixty two and ran nineteen eighty five. Uh, he only directed five movies, so in mm. 23 years, that's like like a PTA level of output. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just really, really dropped off, and I think it, he found it hard to fund his movies. I think uh, what I was reading about this movie is um, he was able to get funding through like the French, because he was kind of a mythical figure at this point, or like you know, he had a, a whole I legacy. A I can't do a fucking <laughs> French accent. I'm sorry, uh, all French yeah. people. <laughs> oh, that's I what tried. that was. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, enough people, you know, like the Lucases, the Spielbergs, and just I'm sure many, many more. The Lucases and the Spiel- like. There's a whole like there's people just <laughs> yeah called Lucases. Yeah, the Lucases, the Lucases and, the, and Spielberg. the Spielbergs. It wasn't George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. It was just like these yeah, people. Just like these investors uh, called call the themselves that. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just like at this point, yeah. he was like, yeah, he was getting funding you know, through people that were heavily influenced by his earlier works. Um, he was viewed as old-fashioned, which I think is kind of, you know, I can see why in a lot of ways. Um but and so so yeah, I mean he wasn't like the hot new thing because of the people, ironically that you know I think birthed new Hollywood and that uh, were the hot new thing had been influenced by him. But you know when it comes time for him to make new movies, uh, it was just very hard for him mm-hmm. to do. So this is you know ran as his last big epic, um, the mm-hmm. most expensive movie ever made. Uh, in Japan at the time, mm-hmm. yeah, and just in Japan, yeah. It was um, two. It says here on the Wikipedia because we will be referencing it a lot. I'm, I'm <laughs> not, full transparency here, folks. We're, we're yeah. we don't have sneaky research people, or we're mm-hmm. not sneaky research people, and that finds the mm-hmm. the 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 nuggets of knowledge that are in some corner of the internet. No, that's not us. <laughs> we go straight to the, the source. Hey, we go straight to the source. Yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 2.4 billion yen, which is 11 million. Yeah. Which 11 million is huge at the time. Yeah. 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 And now that's just like a small indie film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is wild how fast it changed, right? Because yeah. I, I know... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big blockbusters of the time were like 10 to $15 million. So it's so crazy <laughs> to think, cause it's just like, you look at this epic with like maybe literal, like, like hundreds upon hundreds of extras horses and ho- yeah. yeah. And Actors. these, these insane like production, uh, all these environments and set pieces and stuff. And you're like, I love a million. I, I can just watch Will Ferrell. In a room for eleven million. Yeah, you I know? mean to get Will, <laughs> you'd have to pay Will Ferrell more than eleven to get him sitting alone in a room for a movie. Yeah, like that's. You think he's going that high now, though? I feel like he's dropping off. Probably not anymore. Like, yeah, yeah I'd say like Anchorman Two era, maybe a little before when he was like in yeah. everything. I feel like he Anchorman was f- Two was 10, like 15. the. It was like that's the dividing line. <laughs> yeah, because then he started. Was it Holmes? With John C. Riley, boy, I heard the worst shit yeah, about I heard that it was movie. Real I, bad. Hey, also, also, all, uh, I was gonna say that I'm bummed that he's kind of disappeared, but he had listen. He had Eurovision last year. 
it fucking rules. Uh, Rachel McAdams is probably better than he is in it, but they're both really good. Um, and it's really funny. Uh, do more shit like that, Will Ferrell. I don't know. I I, I kind of miss him, and he's getting a little up there. He's like in his 50s, I think, now. Well, com- comedy kind of ages like Milk, though. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, I mean, Milk really... was a bad choice to yeah, do that joke that's in that a, movie, that's and the, we'd love Anchorman. And, it's, yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you for explaining it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does... It, it is it's true cuz comedy kind of goes with like the zeitgeist of the generations and mm-hmm. i think uh, to be totally tra- tangential from rand but like i i have this like kind of thing about comedy i'm very like i'm very particular because comedy is so hard to do and the easiest comedy is political satire parody stuff because mm-hmm. it's so easy yeah. Because it's like, at the time, let's just make fun of the other side sort of thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. The hardest comedy, because I, I consider comedy as like a non-genre, personally, but uh, it's yeah. whatever. Because it's infused in all sorts of other It should be, it's a plot like, device is what I think it should be. Like, okay. it, it's yeah, like yeah. utilized to convey a message, not as this core focus of something. Yeah. If yeah. you want the comedy to be core focus, you do a show. Mm-hmm. Or a TikTok. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Uh SpongeBob SquarePants has universal like comedy where it transcends like the time that it's in where it's just like it's just funny. Yeah. Like no matter like what I mean you still have to have some like cultural context but like I think that um it it's so it's so like universal that it that's what makes it really great. Yeah. Same with Tom and Jerry. Uh yeah, I was going to say yeah. like yeah, I I feel like that is a specifically mm. a trend in animation. Yeah. Uh, that's like animation was birthed out of like comedic instincts and like, how can we make this as funny as possible in mm. such a short time? Like Looney Tunes and fucking Tex Avery shit. Well, the Tom, yeah. Tom and Jerry's like, yeah, I mean, I was never really a fan of Tom and Jerry myself, but I see it's appeal because it's like, you don't need, there's no language. So it translates yeah. everywhere. So mm. that's why it's super popular in South America and Mexico because yeah, you don't need to have any translation. You just see it, and it's funny, and that's mm-hmm. it, you know. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what's funny anymore. Yeah, right? I mean, the thing is... There's it's, nothing uh... funny about... I think I was going <laughs> to say... There are good comedies. I, yeah. Joe Para. I'm doing my Joe Para plug right here. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Joe In the middle funny. of a Ran episode. But <laughs> no Joe Para is a genius because he knows that the only... <laughs> That everyone's so self-referential and so ironic and no one wants to be vulnerable in comedy that he has to do this quasi, this post-irony yeah. thing where it's like, let's approach it by like, oh, you're going to think this is like, we're making fun of people. Mm-hmm. When he's like, you know what? We're not going to make fun of people. We're going to actually, like the one, the one episode I love is the dance where Joe Paris shows you how to dance. I haven't seen that one. Like he goes yeah. to a wedding and it looks like, you know, like you would, what you, your brain thinks of is that he's going to be awkward and he doesn't know how to dance and let's, let's laugh at him. He's very subversive. Yeah. Show, yeah. And he, what he does is that you're actually like cheering for it. Like, you know, he's like dancing, having a good time and he's mm-hmm. super awkward. And one of my ba- favorite characters in the episode was like this. He looks like a douche. Yeah. You know, but he's like that party guy, the guy who like, <laughs> ma- 
But like Joe Perry doesn't make fun of him. He's like he's the life of the party, and like he makes like people have fun and dance. Yeah, and he and he helps Joe Perry dance by doing the lasso, the cheesy lasso thing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's and great. that's and the the difference with Joe Perry is that he makes you laugh with them as opposed to at them. Yeah, which is the traditional like kind of '90s comedy where you're like you know fuck these people they're the so Van stupid. The Van Wilders and shit. Yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah. Even like Ace Ventura to an extent, like yeah, you just like because that was the comedy. Then I mean, I don't I, think yeah. they're bad. I just think that it saturated so much. Yeah, that Joe Pair was like, we need a. Everyone's so depressed right now. We need to like fucking yeah, do I, something here. You know, with the comedy scene. Yeah, that is yeah. yeah Joe Pera, highly recommend check it out on HBO if you have it. Mm. Um, it's great. I I you did kind of remind me of uh, a trend I've been noticing. Just in comedies, and obviously there are fewer, you know, mm. uh, perceived comedies that are outright comedies now than there were. But a trend I've been noticing that I think is really cool and interesting is that kind of shift to more um, sincere, more like uh, kind of less ironic mm. shit. Even in a movie like uh, like Bad Trip, which is this like almost like a, a jackass style. Um, That's Eric road Andre, trip right? movie, huh? Is that Eric Andre? Yeah, it's the Eric Andre movie, and it like truly took me by surprise. Where by the end, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe this movie is like as sincere as it is." It mm. truly like makes you feel better about uh, Americans' humanity, whatever you want to say, because it is like That's all so of surprising these, to me because he's yeah. like a nihilist. Yeah, it's yeah. wild to me too. I didn't expect it, but even I was gonna say like um, the new. Uh, uh, Bill and Ted movie had that in spades too, where yeah. I was just like, I can't believe I'm feeling as much as I am now. Yeah, and even Borat too, I think an extent. Like I didn't expect as much heart in Borat. Yeah, too. that was weird. Yeah, yeah, and so I think it's a trend. I think they are kind of pivoting to like, and those all three of those movies I think are still very funny, but they're like, we can't, like, we can't be as fucking like mean. I think as we used to, and that's fine. You can still be funny, but you can have like heart. Also, yeah. You know? So it's just it's an interesting kind of time. It's I weird, think, for, yeah. For comedies um, that you have to bring people in with the expectation of mm-hmm. making fun of people, but then it actually turns around. <laughs> on you. Yeah, and, and it's Jedi. also it's also like the punch up, not punch down type thing. I think that uh, they've started, you know, doing too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's fascinating, and the opposite of uh, SpongeBob. Is the movie we're talking today? Ran, uh, <laughs> uh, which was made yeah. in was it nineteen eighty-five when my brother was born. Nice. Uh, I don't know why I had to give inf- that information <laughs> out. Sorry, guys. You're of the dolphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, have you ever read King Lear? Um, no, I actually knew. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing uh, sh- our our old friend Billy Shakes up again. Yeah, uh, I hope yeah. that uh, Ken doesn't hear us because. Uh, oh well, his, his ears might friend, start burning. Who knows? It's up to him whether he wants to call in. I have no power over it, but we'll see. Yeah, neither uh, do I. I don't know what. I don't know what you're. <laughs> That'd be the funniest twist. Is you you can't even control when uh, when old Ken calls in. I mean, um, yeah, I can't. I literally <laughs> cannot. He just shows up. Fucking makeup in this movie. We have it on in the background. Y'all know the drill. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I... Uh, yeah, King Lear is one that I, I fully just have no context for um, really at all. I don't think we read it in school, so I don't even have yeah, that tangential it was, it was kind thing. of... Yeah, 
It was skipped in our O'Connor. Um, yeah. Bookography. <laughs> what the word is? What is the word? Um, it's a, the, uh, what is the word that they use in school? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, not itinerary. <laughs> not that. That's for fucking flights and shit. I was like, let like general ledger. That's my banker side coming uh, out. Let me let me get a. Oh get a, god, it's it's gonna kill me because it's like a it's like a word that. Okay, hold on. I think I will get it up here. Um, uh, like I I keep wanting thinking up? ellipses for some reason. That's I, not the I, word. Epilogue. I'm just gonna. It's something with an I, e. I literally typed in book filmography and I got nothing. Nobody fucking. Nobody is helping me out. No, here. I mean like when a teacher, a syllabus. Is that it? I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. This is a high quality podcast. Yeah, guys. Well, I am. I'm so happy is, people listen. It's, yeah, uh, I'm glad they get that, so much out of it. Um, yeah, but uh, no, yeah, that that one we never read i i really didn't know anything about it um yeah yeah i don't know what about what about you same or no i never read king lear yeah um i mean we i I wasn't really a big shakespeare guy it was a little uh a little flowery for me yeah we we on the Uh, shakespeare is fucking hard Mm -hmm. what are you talking about this like it's insane it's insane that people like go to school for like shakespeare yeah, I mean, like, he was so fucking influential. <laughs> that there's literal, like, classes, like Shakespeare 1, Shakespeare 2. Yeah. Do you think Shakespeare would have been, like, cool with, like, just people just, like... Probably. Make... He you think so? like he was probably a pretty cocky guy, so he's probably, like... You, got, you mean y'all cocky group of people. Wink. Oh, oh, hey, yeah, y'all y'all heard our Throne of Blood episode. I'm winking both, both eyes yeah, at the same time. Yeah, dozen or two dozen people, uh, yeah. <laughs> Or uh, Sir Francis Bate, Bacon. That's the oh, other that's one. right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I never read King Lear, and I'm pretty sure that Ran, because I I read a little bit of the synopsis of King Lear before you know just to get some context. Yeah, and the, it seems similar. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was obviously what inspired Kurosawa here, and it would set of three sons. Uh, it was three daughters. Mm-hmm. And it was based on some. You know, it's King of Brendan and stuff. So yeah, um, but it, again, we have the the typical Shakespeare royalty drama. He loves his, you know, the whole yeah. the whole like spiciness that royal life is all about. Mm-hmm. It's all about drama and power, and we love to just eat it up. Yeah, just eat and it's no up. different in Rand because we start off with um, a aging. King, or Uchi I shouldn't Manji. say king. I shouldn't say king. He's um, he's a lord. Oh yeah, yeah, lord. Yeah, yeah. interchangeable with king, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like he, like uh, this era, you know, the kind of uh, age of the samurai and stuff in feudal, feudal Japan, Japan yeah. just fits so fucking well with you know Shakespeare's stories. I think, and I think that's what uh, Kurosawa kind of latched onto. Yeah, and so he's aging, and he's like thinking about retirement. And uh, he decides to give up his lordship, if that's the right word, to his eldest son, Taro. Taro. Yeah. Yeah. And what and what's so interesting? I love the use of color, which yeah. we'll have to get. We'll we'll get real deep into. It, I'm sure mm-hmm. that his sons were the primary colors of, uh, you know, 
of paint. And what's so striking is that Taro and uh, Jiro were very, um, they're very approving of, of his father's, of their father's wishes. And at first I was like, okay, like, why not? Like, what, what's the big deal? Cause yeah. I mean, I had no context of how the kingdom operated. So I was like, you know, whatever, like, yeah, it's cool. And then Saburo, the third one who's in blue, he protests. And I was like, this guy's kind of an asshole, you know, like, why is he being, mm-hmm. he shows that he's rude to the jester, the fool. And, uh, he's very like, um, he's, I mean, blunt, I guess, and honest in what, what he thinks of things. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, he's just kind of, he's kind of a dick yeah. at, at first glance here. But there's a great scene there that um, when the fool does his little show with the rabbits and um, uh, Saburo notices that after, after being a total asshole to the fool, mm-hmm. he notices that his, their father is, is passed out and he's sleeping. Yeah. And he's the only one who gets up and puts the trees over his father oh, to shield him from the sun. Yeah. Oh, Saburo was the Saburo one who did that? Was I the forgot one who about did that. that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I caught that. And it's just interesting because, like, I saw that in the second time around that yeah. it was Saburo. And because, like, I just interpreted him as, like, he just hates his dad and he's being a dick. But it's like, no, he yeah. cares about him. Like, he's the only one who did that. Mm-hmm. While Jiro and Taro were, they're very, like, um, well, Taro, especially the eldest, who's getting the crown, he's like, he's all about pleasantries, politeness, and kind of the surface level like um, looks of things. Yeah, he's very so, political minded. Very po- political, yeah. f- flowery words. You mm-hmm. know, he. I mean, Saburo called him out like, "You're being a fucking like, saying all this nice shit about dad." Yeah, you actually, like, feel this on. way. Like, that's fucking, not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was calling him out. And then Jiro's just kind of like, he's just going with it. He's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's cool. Because mm-hmm. he, ha- because their they're, they're posturing, you can see, is different. That Jiro's kind of like this kind of guy who's, he's like, I'm going to stick, I'm just going to go with it right now. And I got my own shit. I'm not going to speak up about it. Mm-hmm. And then Taro is like, I'm, I will always show like how cool, how good I am. And Saburo's like, I don't. I'm going to say how I feel yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so then you had a great scene with, uh, with the arrows, you know? Yeah. I love that scene. And keep in mind, like, I want to also like, also emphasize like the weather, the weather is so cool because Kurosawa loves to use weather as a way to mm-hmm. um, convey a meaning, convey meanings. And it's a beautiful sunny day. Like, as yeah. the autocrat, the uh, the leader is still in power, and that's what's so funny is that like mm-hmm. you're saying the autocrat is like keeps everything peace at peace, like the dictator, <laughs> yeah, is the the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. He keeps that control. It's a sunny day, and he does his little display of like you have to keep the brothers bonded. Like arrows. You can break one arrow when yeah. you put three arrows together. And then, yeah, and Saburo does like, the little thing of, like, you can fucking break them. It's a, this yeah. is a dumb Yeah, you're saying some thing. stupid shit. Yeah. And, I don't, and you know better than, like, to just give Taro, because it's too soon. Yeah. Um, and he speaks plainly about how they were raised in, like, chaos mm-hmm. because of... We don't see all of this. We don't... We, it's only explained, like... 
his their father was like a ruthless um conqueror yeah you yeah. know which is a change from king lear i was reading like king lear oh, really? yeah. he wasn't really like that he was he was more of a fuck up like okay. he was more of like a, a like kind of a shitty king he wasn't like a a out and out conqueror who like burned down castles and like killed and like gouged gouge people's eyes out. <laughs> but yeah, it makes it yeah. um once you kind of find that stuff out, it adds so much context for I think I prefer Kurosawa's vision to that. I kind of do too. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd love and his journey he goes on mm. and the fucking like reckoning and how he's how he's affected his his sons mm. is yeah, is really fascinating to see. So yeah, uh the the great part about it after the whole like because he splits off ties with Saburo, yeah he bans him he bans him and the I love the shot of the cloud the storm like oh yeah like the coming in jump to the clouds yeah like I love the use of cloud like clouds is like all over the place mm. in this film and always just shows like this slow moving storm that's coming in from the sunny sunny day to a storm yeah. Um, because it's just like, oh no, they're getting rid of, and like, to me, like at the time when my first view, I was like, Saburo sucks. Fuck him. Dude. I don't... Yeah. Cause no, I don't, too. I don't Early know. on, yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, fuck that guy. I mean, yeah, what's, what's, fucking... what's going to be the conflict here? And then you yeah. find out what's going on with, with the other two sons. Mm. It's like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as soon as, um, uh, Ichimoji does his, uh, executes his deed, Taro just fucking starts being a complete asshole. Yeah. Like, oh man. It's crazy how much of a change he, he, but he, he, he's sitting he above him. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is this all about? And he's like, here's a deed that says I can fucking do whatever I want and just sign yeah. that. And he's like, it fucking ruins Ichimonji pretty much. He's like, yeah. what the, what are the, what have I done? Like, these are my sons and they're just, yeah. Yeah. It's and it, it's, it's, and it's like, it's almost like he it's funny because he doesn't realize that he he raised him like this. This is yeah, what this yeah. is what uh this is the result of his own actions and it's starting mm-hmm. to actually culminate to something that he didn't expect to yeah. happen. So Taro is like, Yeah, sign my shit and lady can you know, we can do whatever the hell we want. You need to, you need to back the fuck off and like Go fuck off. And like, we, we own this shit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. Jiro's is kind of like in the background and he's like scheming yeah, about, yeah. you know, cause like his, his bros, this is like bro, bro Shakespeare cast right now. His bros <laughs> were like, dude, fuck Taro. He's a piece of shit, dude. Like <laughs> he sucks. You yeah. know, you're better than him. Mm-hmm. And Saburo just goes to a, um, one of those, uh, was it the, it was one of the families that he was trying to set up with and they, they liked his honesty. Yeah. And they, yeah. yeah. And he was like, Hey, you can come stay with us. Hey, marry my daughter. Yeah. You're um, fucking sick, dude. You're yeah, cool you're, as fuck. You're fucking, yeah. you're fucking dope. <laughs> uh, come, come smash my daughter and just fucking like marry into the family. Oh, Fujimaki. Yeah. Fujimaki. Fujimaki yeah. Um, sick name. Yeah. Cool ass name. Good name. We also gotta, we, we gotta bring her up now cause she's very yeah. important in this yeah. movie. Uh, Taro's wife, Lady, Lady Kaide. Kaide yeah. I, already, I was getting Lady Macbeth vibes. Um, yeah, she she yeah. sounds also kind of similar to um, 
the actress in Hidden Fortress sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah, like that yeah. kind of the fierce kind of the, Yeah, the very like fierce harsh. kind of scream yeah. <laughs> scream talking. Uh yeah, and she's she's, in, she's crazy. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. She's like trying to well, and she has this whole backstory, right? Where like Taro married her because um to unite his the dad, families, yeah. Yeah, his dad like burned down her castle, killed her family, essentially. And so through that lens, her reasoning in a lot of this movie like makes sense, even though it's kind of uh no, it is very fucked up. Um, but you're like, she's vengeful. She's like, I need to fucking destroy this family. Mm. Spoiler alert, I guess. That's kind of like her end goal. But um, it, I yeah. feel like that was one part, but also she also didn't give a shit either. Yeah. She just wanted power. Yeah, well. I think that too. Yeah, there was a there was yeah. a big because she's kind of psychopathic too. Like she's for not, sure. She yeah. She's not playing. To, not to say that I don't blame her completely. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's a little <laughs> column A, column B. It's a little, little yeah, bit a bit, of, bit of mix, <laughs> a bit of mix. Uh, yeah. yeah, but she's married to Taro at the beginning of this movie, mm. and um, she is very she's very much like trying to get into his head and like you know, what he should do and stuff like that. And you're right about him. He's kind of more proper and like political minded. He Um, thinks about appearances a lot. That's his, because when um, the fool was making fun of Taro, you know, a gourd in the wind sort of song. Mm -hmm. Dude, the fool, let's just talk about the fool, dude. Okay. That guy, that guy. I thought it was a woman until like 10 minutes ago. Well, I, I thought it was a woman until like, Probably ten minutes into the movie, but okay. I, but like, I can see what you mean. Yeah, I guess Peter, just dude. The hair? It's Peter, man. Peter, Peter as uh, Kiyomi. His his stage name, Peter. Peter. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's it's Peter as a stage. Yeah, name. Peter is the, the is the actor. He's name. really good. Yeah, dude. The yeah. the full fucking rules. Um, and in I kept thinking like, is a very Shakespeare kind of comedic figure. Like I could see that character being basically the same in King Lear. Mm. Cause like he always has uh, a comedy guy and like, even in his tragedies, like he'll, he'll have like a, a funny guy who like kind of explains what's happening in the movie in a very funny way. But um, yeah, the fool is like, is, is Ichimongi is kind of like basically his right hand man, but also yeah, an entertainer. It's so funny. <laughs> like their dynamic is so interesting. It's like, yeah, yeah. I just like to have this autistic guy around, you know, like <laughs> just making fun of shit and just With like the running coolest around. fucking outfit. Yeah. Yeah. He always has very colorful outfits. Mm-hmm. The fool. And he, and I, and he has a very deep bond with Ichimonji. Like there's mm-hmm. actually a, it, it's really interesting. Cause he make, cause the fool always makes fun of Ichimoji. Like he's like he's like got him. I got you, dude. Like yeah, fucking, and and he runs away when he, they get mad at him. It's it's like he's a cartoon like character. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. It's really uh, he would have fit in SpongeBob. You could say you could say that <laughs> would be wild to see the fool from Ran in SpongeBob. <laughs> and would he's like you know not even. It's just like green screened, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, just him in, in in the cartoon yeah. world. He was uh, in Near the actor. I looked him up. He was a voice actor in the, Whoa, the game. Whoa, okay, here. that's cool. Yakuza, Dead Souls. He did. He does some. Oh, okay, video so he's like still stuff. popping up, and so Peter's still hopping around, and Peter's still hop hopping around. Uh, but uh, yeah, the fool is great, and and he, uh, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he has like a very emotional bond oh, with Ichimonji. Just, just to give you some 
some credits here. Okay, okay, yeah. Peter's androgynous appearance has enabled him to often play transgender characters. Okay, okay. He often appears on stage in women's clothing. So, you know. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it wasn't wrong, you know. Yeah, Oh, yeah. he's gay. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's, I think even, I think a character in the movie refers to him as, as him or something, like a pronoun, and I was like, no, but that's 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 a woman. Like I, oh, I'm sure yeah. that's a woman. Like I was sure until literally that's like funny. we started podcasting. Yeah. But that's interesting. Um, uh, very eclectic performer for sure. Yeah. Um, but eclectic, uh, that's uh, okay. I, I, I couldn't think of a better <laughs> word. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what where were we at we, with Taro? And, yeah, we. It's very Game of Thronesy, and it, that's why it's I texted very Game you. Of Thronesy. Yeah, um, that's why I like texted you like. I'd love to see, like, a, a whole ass epic show like Game of Thrones and like Let's write Japan. It. Let's do. It. I mean, we. I. I definitely have the historical knowledge to nail something like that. I, That's for sure. I, I. If there's if there's someone I like, you know, I'm walking down the street. Sometimes I think about like, man, who was the emperor in 1785 in feudal Japan? Yeah, and you, I, you I call, call me. I call and you, you do that up, a lot. Yeah, and. You tell me it, it was it was this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Yeah. Because it was bothering me all day. Yeah. And so I I just think I'm the I'm probably the best person to, to do that. Yeah, I mean um, what who who else? Yeah. Who else who, would who else who else would even have the, the knowledge? I mean, the, really. <laughs> I mean who the else? historical context, just all of it. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it would just, because there's a lot goes down in this movie. There's like different houses, there's, uh, families and, uh, uh, you know, armies and things like that. I was just like, man, this would be, um, and I looked it up cause it reminded me, reminded me of something, but, uh, Hulu is doing something like this. They're, they're going to make a show called Shogun. Who, 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 Lou, who's Lou? <laughs> Lou's making... <laughs> A, uh, like a yeah, it's it's like sold as like a Japanese epic yeah. uh, called Shogun. So oh, I cool! Mean, that that cool. sounds cool. Yeah, that might that might hit. Um, it might slap because we don't get we don't get anything. You know who should do it? Quinn Tarantino. Ooh, that'd be just just fucking let him have it. You know, make an exploitation like that, who cares? So, there was some of that energy in this movie, which we'll definitely talk. Yeah, about. but uh, uh, what was I just gonna say? Um, oh, I wanted to step back because we were talking about like. Um, I was gonna say we don't get uh, modern samurai stuff like anymore. Like it was, it seemed like it was a staple for a while, you know, mostly because of uh, probably Kurosawa. But um, uh, and I fucking just blanked. I just blanked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where, where? I mean, we got the Last Samurai. Last Samurai. You You guys remember that? Yeah, TC. You got TC fucking cutting up. Cutting up bad guys. TC. Being the I mean, best samurai. Tom Cruise. The, you the know, only samurai. The, the last one. The only one. The only uh, one. That you, I never actually saw that. Was he, do you know if that's I remember good? liking it. I, I don't know how it... It's you know, good, right? Like, yeah, I, I remember liking it. He's... Yeah. You know, he's cool. There's like a lot of cool, cool. like decapitations in it. Oh, neat. You know? There's this cool that. sword fighting. Um, but uh, I don't remember much else at all. Uh, but... Uh, there was like a machine gun in it. I remember that. I think so. Like yeah. one of those like cranky machine guns. You know that movie is. Yeah. I'd call that movie an epic. Like that. That was maybe one of the last non CG heavy epics God, you, that you, we've gotten. Yeah, like watching this movie, I just get so sad. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just like, where, where are they? Where are these epics, man? Yeah. Where'd they be? That's like... That's Dune, but that's CGI, though. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't... Yeah, I mean, that's that's very fair. I'm, there's nothing... Like, I'm, don't get me wrong. I am so stoked for Dune, and yeah. I'm so excited to see it. I'm looking for something, like, historical, like, fucking piece that's no CGI. Historical. I was going to say, hey, maybe, maybe that $450 million Lord of the Rings show. Because I was going to say, like, the last epic... You think really was Lord of the Rings because they, you know, they use miniatures, but they also had a bunch of epic shit. I'm saying Chris Nolan, go go Dunkirk, baby. I'd say it's an epic Dunkirk, but go go go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do something with like Seven Years War, like fucking mm-hmm. Kubrick did. I don't know. Yeah, like, that'd go, be cool to see. Go back a notch. Do some night shit, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be very cool to see. I'd be down for that. Did you know uh slight tangent? Did you know Ridley Scott is making that I did Napoleon know him, movie? And we did, we had a falling out. Oh. Yeah, it's really damn. sad. Well, cuz I it's a I, little awkward, I guess. Yeah, Ken Ken, you know, mm. didn't like our relationship because Ken and I share a special bond. That's yeah, that's and true. And he just didn't want me talking to other British directors. Wow. Wow. He he <laughs> seems very manipulative <laughs> and a little unhealthy, but uh you know, whatever Ken says goes. Uh, yeah, as Ken uh, he's got the two mustaches to prove it. Um, That's why I grew my mustache because Ken wanted me to be a little Ken. Uh, <laughs> little Ken. No, I was just gonna say. Fucking, Sorry. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Uh, Ridley Scott is finally making that Napoleon movie with fucking Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. Which is a wild combo. Ridley Scott, director mm. of Gladiator, but also Gods of Egypt, and so hopefully the the former Ooh, is the... Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hope he goes big, man. I hope he goes big and, like, uh, practical. I'd, I'd love to see... And How we're old see is Joaquin Ridley? He's pretty. French. He's getting up there, isn't he's he? Like, yeah, he's like 79 or something. Oh, my God. Dude, he's like... He's doing the fucking Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Gucci movie right now. Yeah, that's right. And he's like pivoting right into that Napoleon thing next. He's just like, I'm going to die soon, so let me just fucking like Or maybe these. making movies sustains him, and he just like... Yeah, maybe he's going to be... A, he's like, a curse, and he has to make movies or else he'll die. One every year or else yeah. he dies. So he's going to be like 112. Mm-hmm. Directing like Blade Runner. At, at that point, they're going to be senile, like insanity fests that don't make any sense at all. He's like, <laughs> he's going to be directing the Mule Two with uh, Clint Eastwood, who's also a hundred thirty. He's probably the same curse. He probably has <laughs> he really has the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Um, that's pretty cool, though. Um, yeah. That's not the same Napoleon that Stanley Kubrick had. Um, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a yeah. It's it's a different thing. I think the other one. Someone which needs was to take be, that script, those scripts out, and yeah, fucking do it, Nolan. Do it. Yeah, hey, that'd be cool. I'd love to see that. Like, it's like four hundred pages. It's so long. Do an HBO miniseries. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Don't fucking make it. One, I mean, you if you want to, that's cool. I'll, I'll support that. Half hour fucking. I'll uh, take it. Have you heard of the movie Gods and Generals? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's like four and a half hours, right? And that's why I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a sequel oh, yeah. to Gettysburg, which is three and a half hours. I've never seen Gettysburg either. I've never seen either of they're them. Pre- they're supposed to be really good, right? Like, they're supposed to be, like, fucking epics, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Jeff Daniels is in both of them, which sounds good. I, I think he plays fucking... Uh, who's the, the Union General? Um, 
You see, Grant? Grant. I yeah. think he plays Grant or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know who directed those. Maybe we'll fucking do those one day or something. Yeah, when when uh, uh, when when we're real hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Season uh, forty eight or something. Yeah. It's like I don't know. We'll do Gods and Generals. We or talked about it. versus Egypt gods. What was it? Gods? Oh, Ridley Scott. We'll yeah. we'll do Gods of Egypt. As gods well. of Egypt versus Gods and Generals and. Gods <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? Well, I wonder how, how long is um, uh, Egypt gods? Oh wait, wait, wait! Gods like, of Egypt is uh, no. I'm sorry, I fucked it up. Gods of Egypt is the fucking Alex Proyas movie with uh, Gerard Butler as like a nine foot giant. Oh god. sure, have you seen that movie? No, I want to see it. That movie is fucking crazy. It's insane. It's, yeah, I'll say. This is probably a hot take. That movie's good. But what? in in a way where you're like, a fucking madman made this. The same guy that made Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, everyone, you, which you is a said movie I you, like. you defend that movie, and I haven't seen it. And I think his, yeah, we're going to do Proyas at some point. I'm putting that in the fucking books. We're going to do Proyas because I want to talk, uh, what is it? Um, fucking uh, The Crow. The Crow kicks ass. Uh, Gods of Egypt kicks ass, and Knowing kicks ass. And he did, uh, he did uh, the, the fucking. I can't believe you say Gods of Egypt is kicks ass, dude. I'm gonna look this up. What's what's the other? That's he, like if Dark they City. took. He did Dark City. Okay, Dark City is yeah, pretty Dark good. Dark City is great. Um, but Gods of Egypt is like if Stargate did only if if they took Stargate and put it like. In an insane, like on cocaine or something. Am I right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. If if a if a fucking lunatic, um, yeah, had had done Stargate. Uh, Jeffrey Rush <laughs> plays uh the god Ra, and he has a space chariot that flies through hey, the stars. Hey, you know and, what? Uh, you know, I think they 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 probably. You ever hear of that weird pseudo documentary called Chariot of the Gods that was super popular in like the seventies? Yeah, yeah. That's probably where you got like the ideas from the For insanity sure. it's, of it's, like that. It's some that, real ancient aliens yeah. dog shit. Uh that's Can you so believe ridiculous. that just like was a zeitgeist thing and people were like totally like into that? That is crazy. Yeah. I think yeah. uh I think what's that cult? Oh, um, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate, I think, was kind of born out of that. Um, Thanks, but uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're talking Ran. We're we're not running not from wrong. Ran. Yeah, we're no. not running from Ran. We're 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 talking Ran, and uh, <laughs> where were we? We were uh, uh, t- things get yeah, things Taro, get a little yeah. yeah. Taro is saying, you know, he he wants people to respect him so. He wanted uh, to kill the fool, but um, Ichimoji yeah, like, yeah. um, killed the guard who was trying to kill him. And, sniped him. You know, yeah. sniped him. And then uh, Jiro is, is conspiring with his fellow men to see what they can do about uh, Taro. So you're like, oh, no. And we have we don't hear anything about Saburo the whole time. It's just like he's just, he's he's just fucking of off. He's yeah. for like... An hour forty mm. minutes, probably like a huge stretch. Yeah. Then Ichimochi finally gets the the he gets the hint that it's like mm. they don't want me here. I have to I have to leave, and so yeah. he does, and he and he goes off in the plane just aimless, and you see that his his skin just his makeup is just getting like more intense. It's so 
Yeah, it's so wild. It's like, is that would that be impressionistic? I don't know how to describe expressionistic. that. But it, expressionistic. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's so, it's not grounded in yeah. realism. It's like he literally starts becoming like a ghost. Yeah, and uh, and he calls it early on in the movie where he has this dream where he's just wandering. Through, alone through the through an empty world, and that's essentially what he's doing in this whole movie. Yeah, um, and he has confrontations with like essentially his. I don't know. I was thinking that this movie's kind of a Christmas Carol for him, but it, it like ends an epic very badly. samurai. Yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah, but it ends very badly. Yeah, um, but it's like him going through the past essentially, mm. or going through hell, however you want to describe it, and reckoning with like who he is and what he's done. Um, and encountering people he's affected. And, so maybe you know. this is a good time to mm-hmm. to punch in the probably obvious theory that you probably picked up on, mm-hmm. that Ichimoji is literally the personification of Kurosawa at that moment in time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we can't... It's hard to deny that, like... The nihilism and chaotic nature of Ran is probably how he feels about like the past, like his mm-hmm. past, like recent filmography after the Golden Age. You know, yeah, yeah. That that age, and I mean, he's old too, and like everything was just culminating to this, like, like what was it all for, sort of thing. What he yeah. was doing, you know, and trying to pass on things to a younger generation who doesn't care, mm-hmm. you know, like filmmakers. Like aren't doing this, yeah. Like, at that time in the eighties, like, and he wanted to, he wanted to give it, give his like stuff and his blessings to them, but they wouldn't listen. Yeah. And the one I'm guessing, like, maybe he had some filmmaker who did, and he never listened to that filmmaker, sort of thing. I don't know. I'm just making like, yeah, theories here, but it's to me, it's like he he just seems like at his old age, he seems very cynical mm-hmm. about um filmmaking almost yeah you know? I, I think it's a i think it's a, a like a thing that you see in older filmmakers like we talked yeah. about with like scorsese and irishman or um miyazaki and uh the wind rises it's like i i think yeah when you get to a certain age you want to yeah make something that's like definitive or like trying to sum certain things up you know and it feels like ichimanji may be that character uh, to him, I mean, it, it, it definitely with like the uh, the the use of guns yeah. in the movie is very telling, and you know how they're used to just completely destroy mm. Jiro's army at the end. Um, and there's no like the traditional honorable way of like yeah. committing seppuku um, is totally overran. Because I think, like, if we can skip to, because, like, uh, you know what happens. He wanders the wilderness, and, like, mm-hmm. they try to hunt him down. Like, both Jiro and Taro want to go and kill him. Yeah. And it culminates to when the, in the middle of the movie where there's a battle sequence where they come in and hunt him down. Yeah. And corner him, and then you see his concubines and the ladies, like, kill each other. And they commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And then you see another cut of like the other ladies who just get shot to death by the the soldiers. Yeah. And it's showing like this kind of the futility of 
of the honorable way of killing oneself. Like it's it's being overran by yeah the uh, the modernization of warfare, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can probably relate to that in the way that he sees filmmaking as well. Like it's it's yeah. the stuff that he thought was so meaningful in film is being like obliterated by like uh, whatever's coming yeah. in now at the time, you know, that's, that's a really good connection for sure. Yeah. Because um, so fucking like, like shit, like I know Throne of Blood was violent, but fuck, this is like insane. Yeah. It's, it yeah. feels very, yeah. He man, wanted to show the violence dark, like real hardcore yeah. in that. I was surprised. Like there's a guy who's like holding his holding severed his arm. arm. Yeah. And like them just killing themselves and just throwing it blood their lives. fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's it's shocking, honestly. And this is something I, I feel like we didn't say up front, but like uh, just a Kurosawa movie in color was so jarring. Yeah, because it had the same kind of like uh, you know pictorialist kind of like painterly cinematography yeah. and stuff like that. But now in color, now like fully weaponizing color to like help tell the story. Mm. Um, but yeah, seeing all the blood, I was like, holy shit, man. And it really thematically, like what you're saying. He wasn't, like, yeah, he wasn't scared yeah. of that before, but like, it seemed intentional to where he Very wanted cynical. you to see it. Yeah, yeah. He wanted you to see how fucked up all this was and how like all the shit that made, that had order in this society just when, yeah, you know, shit the bed, it's, it doesn't matter anymore. That's so, man, you know? I'm, I'm just thinking of the other two directors that I mentioned earlier, though, and it just, it's so fascinating how, like, Scorsese, too, like, with the violence in Irishman, it's just yeah. so fucking matter-of-fact, and it's like, it's just like, yeah, this is how it is, we're fucked, we know how it is, like, we're, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's a similar kind of uh, vibe with him, too, and I know he was, you know, Kurosawa was a big influence on him, Um I wonder if he ever, like, talked about late period Kurosawa. I'd love to, like, hear yeah, what probably. he thought about it. Uh, um, but yeah. more on that, the vi- the mm-hmm. use of violence, like, it's just so, it's so, he, he lingers a lot on all of that shit. And it's not yeah. as quick as he does or as, um, I don't want to say glorification, but I mean, like, it was always great to see Mifune. He was like, you know, he did all this cool stuff and, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it was very like action based and stuff. But yeah. here it's like, fuck, this is like a total obliteration of like these people and like yeah. a total takeover of of uh of them. And it's just like you just, just yeah. feel so you feel bummed out about it. Yeah, you know? dude. It's really it's really fucking horrific, uh, that whole sequence. And it's like it's funny because I was watching I was finishing this part last night and when Amy walked in, she was like, Jesus, what is what is this movie? And it's like, do, do you remember those like black and white samurai movies? Like this is the same guy like 25 years later. Mm. Um, and it's, it's so jarring. Yeah. Just seeing, seeing that in a, in a Kurosawa movie. But I think that's like one of the benefits of, uh, and we don't get to, we don't really, we haven't done this too much on our podcast, but like, it's, it's really cool to see directors who you can kind of, watch their whole finished filmography and it's over a huge gap of time. Yeah. Because you just see how they change and how they grow over the period of like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And it's, it's fascinating to see him in this kind of very cynical mode, I think. Yeah. Um, very tragic, you know, King Lear's a tragedy, but it's, it's a very, but the thing that it, it's, it's about him 
mm-hmm. is like shit, man. Like that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry that like you're at you're at 75 and this is how you felt about like your career and your film your contribution to filmmaking. Yeah. You know, like it, it's so hard to not think of it and like King Lear is is uh yeah. Kurosawa, man. Yeah, and it's, like he's just like he just sees himself dying. So the you know yeah the I should we should say for a little context the suicide attempt was before this movie. Um, oh, it was yeah. like a few years before this movie. He was like uh, he wanted to end it. I yeah. don't yeah. I mean you know I I don't know fully what was going on, but it was like yeah obviously things had dried up, things had gotten more difficult, um, and also his yeah man I've read this really sad thing. His wife died. His wife of 39 years died during the making of this movie. He took like a day off in Memorial and then got back to it. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, dude, I think he was, I think unfortunately, and it sucks, but like near the end of his life, he was like in a very dark mm. place. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I was, I was just going to say the gun stuff for him was um, essentially all about technology. Like we kind of mm. talked about and, uh, there was this really good quote. I wonder if I can bring it up, but um, it was kind of like the, you know, a cynicism of the the nuclear age um, and things like that. Where was, where's the technology quote? Hold on. Yeah, because he talks yeah. about, uh, yeah, uh, the war scenes in the film were influenced by Kurosawa's opinions on nuclear warfare. Uh, according to Michael Wilmington, Kurosawa told him that much of the film was a metaphor for nuclear warfare and the anxiety of the post Hiroshima age, mm. um, and there was yeah, there's some quote about technology where he said like, we've made so many developments, but um, none of them have have made us better people. Yeah, some, something along those lines. <laughs> I just find that so telling yeah, of like his yeah. mindset. Technology, movie. technology changes, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. that's yeah. quote. That's my quote. <laughs> that's going to be on your Wikipedia uh, page my uh, Wiki- tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, just to imagine that there'd be scholars in a hundred years from now analyzing director showdown podcast uh, terrifies me. <laughs> I mean, you'll be dead, so you, that's that's very that's, that's very cool. Fair. Like you know, dead don't give a shit about yeah. How they're it, well, about. it'll it'll be like robots that are are you know, listening to the podcast and like scanning for any yeah. useful information on the mm-hmm. human the ex the X human race. Last so. Jedi reference. <laughs> Put this one Last in the trash. Jedi. Yeah. It means it's a bad episode. He <laughs> <laughs> just immediately shuts it down. Oh, just God. throw that one away. That's um, so funny. But, but, yeah, so after after the battle sequence, um, he he couldn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, that's the... That, that furthers the tragedy of it and the, the cynicism of it because... The ones who who were good people around him got to kill themselves or die for him. Yeah. Because the whole point is that he doesn't, like, God, whoever this is, is like, nah, dude, you're going to see all this shit that's your fault. And yeah. you can't take the easy way out mm-hmm. and not witness the consequences of your previous actions. Yeah. And so that's why the sword easily like like um breaks. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find a sword to commit seppuku. That's right. Yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. He's like moment, searching yeah. around a a a house on fire, a shrine on fire 
and he couldn't. I mean, it's essentially that's like what his whole like it's like a meta a mini metaphor for like or a mac macroco a microcosm of like what he's going through is that yeah. he's in a house burning <laughs> and he can't like escape or like look away from it. You know? Yeah, that's right. God and damn, that's what's yeah. so and then he you know, the storm comes in and he's and he he ends up he he finds a subur no, is it no, he doesn't find he finds Tango and the fool in the planes, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then um, they run into we're gonna bring up Sir Sir Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go that to there, the shrine the little like little a little shelter in mm-hmm. the planes. Yeah. And they ask for a shelter for this um this person mm-hmm. in the middle of the fucking planes, like, you know, like who yeah. the fuck is this mysterious mysterious person? Mm-hmm. And it turns out like it's a a young lord. What's his name? Uh, Sir Mario. Sir Mario. Sir Sir Maru. Sir Maru. Yeah. And uh, he's blind, and yeah. we we find out that it was it was it was uh, Ichimoji himself. Yeah. Who gouged his eyes out when he was a child who took over yeah. his castle. Took over their castle. Yeah. He's Sue's brother, which yeah. I don't know if I even explicitly we didn't connected. talk about, yeah, Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Sue is like a practicing Buddhist, and she is very, like... Jiro's wife. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she wants to be very forgiving and, like, practice the, the Buddhist way of, like, not attached to those emotions. And, mm-hmm. and Ichimoji, like, has this guilt about it it's like you should hate me and stuff mm-hmm. but she doesn't do that um and he you know they find him her brother and he like fucking hates like ichimoji mm-hmm. and ichimoji couldn't take it because he's he starts to play the flute and it's like trying to ease ichimoji and he couldn't handle the kindness that yeah was given to him and there's like there's some interesting things there because Ichu again, like like I said about Ichimoji not being able to kill himself, he has to see, and his name's King Lear. He has to look at everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he leers at it, <laughs> and like this blind boy mm-hmm. or young man does not see. He can't. He has almost a blessing in a way mm-hmm. to not see all the chaotic and violence that uh, that is faced here. Yeah, in this movie, and his whole arc is very sad. But yeah, um, but yeah, then obviously Ichimoji can't handle it. And he fucking runs out like a you know like a ghost again. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all fucking. The lighting was great man. in there, by the way. Huh? The lighting in the little small shelter. Like yeah, the yeah. Moonlight. I, I love the, that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all him coming face to face. Yeah, I'd, I'd never even realized the King Lear thing. But then again, I didn't know what that you know story was about. Uh, but uh, it's all about him witnessing what he's done and and. I mean, the I think I think whoever it. did the casting was very intentional with this guy's eyes. Yeah, like let's yeah. get this. This guy he's got a crazy ass like stare. You know, mm-hmm. like we need that. Yeah, and was. then the makeup that that throughout the movie it keeps evolving to just turn him. He looks like a goddamn skeleton. Yeah. By like the end of the movie, like it in, you know, they, and they filmed it, um, on a, on a mountain in Japan. They filmed it on an active volcano. Oh, nice. A lot of that stuff. Not so there's, Fuji? 
some some of the castles were literally the old sets on oh Mount my Fuji, God. which is fucking cool, right? Like from I think Throne of Blood, it, they they say. Um, oh, so I he hope was like, we'll go burn, back and use. Yeah. They didn't burn down like a. I hope not. I think they may have because <laughs> they burned down a lot of shit in this movie. Yeah, uh, but I hope yeah. it just. I hope it was a rebuilt like or yeah. at least control. I don't know. I, I hope, hope some are still there as like artifacts. Right, they've got them. Oh yeah, they're well preserved. There's yeah. a lot of well preserved stuff. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, e- even just filming on an active volcano and just having all of the volcanic ash and just like the like completely empty um, expanses of just nothing. It it looks like him walking through hell, you know, which is I think what they want you to. He says it at the end of the movie explicitly, like this is hell. I'm in hell. Um, like, why can't I die? And then, hell yeah, dude. Jesus, man. Then the tragedy of it. Same, bro. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then you have like, you have the whole thing where, um, cause he, they go and, uh, so Saburo, uh, teams up with Fujimaki and, uh, I, I, what was his name? Um, Starts with an A, the other guy. Uh, Ayo, I, Ayabe. Ayabe, Ayabe, yeah. And he's like, We fucking we're three cool guys and we're gonna go we're gonna go Oh, we forgot to mention how um Taro was was killed in the Yeah, Taro I mean that doesn't Taro even was shot in the matter. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jiro's a piece of shit. That's kind of like <laughs> Yeah, Jiro, Joe, you know, he makes the order and then uh, I guess we should talk about a uh, lady um Kanade and her I yeah. mean, it, it's not really that important. She's just a crazy bitch and wanted to, like... <laughs> she marries Jiro, Jiro, and she wants, like, his wife's head, which yeah, is this whole dark-ass fucking thing. She's crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, the more, I think the more interesting stuff is, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, what happens to Ichimoji and, like, mm-hmm. how Saburo... Um, Saburo wants to go... Fi- what was the deal between... Uh, between Jiro and Saburo that they would go find, they need to go find their father and then give him up, right? Like that was the, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little blurry. Yeah, I, I yeah. couldn't really. Um, but it was like, yeah, we're looking for our dad. He's out there somewhere. He's in the plains. He's in the wherever. Mm. Um, and then yeah, his the fool comes to to uh, Saburo and is like, I fucking lost him. I don't know where he is. Mm. Um, and then that's when, uh, Saburu goes to like hunt down his dad and find him pretty much. Yeah. And that was in a volcanic plane from what I read here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sick. Cause yeah. like now he's in hell, like, you know, that's, yeah. He's literally lying in what he thinks is like a fucking like volcanic, yeah. Volcanic rock. And just like, yeah. And he's like, don't take me from, don't wake me from my grave when like, they what find What are you him. doing? Yeah. And he find in Saburo and. Then you really realize that Saburo's cool as hell. You know, like he's yeah, like a dude, good, yeah. He's I a love good that dude. Yeah. And he actually like cares about his father a lot more than Jiro and Taro ever did. Mm-hmm. And and that's and it was great because it's a it's another like it's another stab to Ichimoji because it's like, fuck, I was completely wrong to like banish Saburo. Because yeah. he's the one who actually truly loved me out of all of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Saburo, 
Saburo like ends up fucking. How did he die? What he got fuck, dude. Did he Saburo get fucking... died. He got fucking shot with a rifle yeah, from a distance. Of course, so he literally, did. yeah, yeah. For to further underline the the cynical, yeah. Like, wasn't any honorable. He just fucking dies, and then Hidori's yeah. like, man, this sucks, and then dies. <laughs> Yeah, then like has a heart attack and dies. It's yeah, yeah, because like when they when he met up with Saburu, and I don't think we we really mentioned, Dude. but like uh, there's like this whole like big standoff in this valley with between Fuji the brothers Monkey and Ayabe and uh, yeah and Jiro's team, yeah, ready and, to jump in and and fight basically for Saburu, um, and and they win the battle. They win the battle, and at yeah. that point, and Saburu finds his dad. I was like. Huh, Shakespeare tragedies. What is this? This is a, this is a good ending. Mm. It just so fucking quickly. Just <laughs> we're watching him die right now. Yeah, Ichimanji. Um, but yeah, dude, it's so fucking sad. Like, goddamn, what a note to to end on. But uh, but it's it further underlines, I think, the overall theme of of this movie, and I'd say probably King Lear too. Mm. You fuck around, you're gonna find out. Yo, know, you, you you start shit, you get hit, <laughs> and sometimes you get hit when you're like 80 years old. Yeah. And you find out that you were a piece of shit your whole life. Uh, you know, the the bill is the bill is due at some point. The the bill is gonna you're gonna pay it. The 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 the, the bell tolls for people. Yep. Whether you're whether you're Bobby D and fucking Irishman, and your daughter won't talk to you because she knows you're yeah. a fucking killer. Or you're uh, the guy from Wind Rises, and you realize that you created uh, weapons of mass destruction. Hell yeah! Uh, you know, at, at some point you're gonna have to to come to terms with what you've done and your shitty sons you've raised, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Maybe everyone else can learn from your mistakes, and that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Thank you, for, thank you, thank you, Ichimoji. I will treat my son, my three sons, with uh, with a lot of respect. And even if one's an asshole, I'm not going to turn them away. I'm yeah. going to say, dude, because maybe they're maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe I'm not. the dick, and that's maybe why I'm he was an dick. asshole. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what this this movie definitely gave me some like uh, some of that good existential dad parent energy where I was oh, like, yeah, oh I boy. Bet. You really gotta watch. Uh, watch those sons. <laughs> you gotta watch those sons. I mean, to be fair, you're not ruling like feudal J- Japanese territory well, no, Adam, where you had. Not, come on, we don't we don't know where my life's headed. You know, we don't know how many castles I'm gonna conquer and how ca- many how many concubines you're eyes gonna I'm gonna gouge and, out and yeah. we just don't know that yet. It's still. T- I mean, TBD. I, from from what I've seen, that you're on your way. Listen, I'm, I'm taking the first steps, but after I've seen this movie now, might reconsider. You know, I some, might pivot and take a couple yeah, different paths. Sure. Um, yeah, you don't want you know you, you want you want your 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 boy to be a Saburo. You don't want to be a Taro yeah. or a, or a Jiro. It's my it's my it's my takeaway. But after uh, so like during um, Ichimoji's like death, like you have the the very if if it wasn't obvious enough, uh, the fool has to. He's like, "All right, audience, let me tell you what I'm saying now." Yeah, it I wrote says, down some of these. Yeah, do you have the quote up. Yeah, where men prefer say? sorrow over joy. Yeah, and it's like you see us gods or some shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. Oh, what did I put down? 
oh, this movie is a scream at God. Yeah. Like, I, it, it really does feel like Kurosawa, like, being incredibly pissed off towards a higher power, yeah. being like, You're fuck you off. for having, like, for allowing these things to happen, yeah. essentially. Because I, I feel like he's a... Then he I don't takes know a little much. reversal with the yeah. general. I think it was in the general who says it, where he's like... Yeah, yeah. They're actually weeping about like you know over us sort yeah of thing. so he tries right. to like he pulls it back just a little notch just like <laughs> a little bit the yeah. le- the, just like carissa is like just in case just in case they're like listening <laughs> you know it's like i actually you know they, they actually care about it, you know yeah and yeah so um but yeah the fool's like sort of sayings are like really um what kurosawa kind of feels about him Closing in on death, you know? Yeah. And especially with the beheading of Sue. Sue. Oh, just to I mean, further. <laughs> because she was the one who was like, who believes in Buddha and was like the very spiritual one. And she gets just, she, her life just sucks like the whole time. Like she just fucking yeah. lost her family and she just keeps praying every day and hoping that Buddha would help her out. And her and, husband's trying to cut her fucking head off for yeah. uh, and his shitty be, new wife. Yeah, for a, a psychopathic... <laughs> yeah, and yeah. her head gets cut off. Yeah. It yeah. indeed does. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her brother is just walking around. Oh, she leaves... Oh, that whole thing... And I kind of called it when I was watching that scene where, like, she's like, I need to go see if my... Whoever I sent back to get your flute... Yeah, is fine. I need to. I promise I'll be back. Here's a scroll that whatever says I'll be back or something. And I was like, Oh God, he's gonna get left. He's gonna get left. And I'm gonna be so fucking sad. And that's like what the movie ends on. Yeah, like, him God. walking around with his his walking stick, and he goes stuck to on pre- top of a yeah. He goes to the prep prep the the ledge of mm-hmm. the the uh, the fort, mm-hmm. and he almost trips and falls, but he loses the scroll. Yeah. of uh, Buddha, and he's saying a lot there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot he's of saying, fucking subtext going on. He's saying a lot there. The blind man losing the fucking, yeah. Just, that we're all blind, and we don't know where we're going. Yeah, we're all, we're all. And we and he name? lost, and he lost God at that moment. <laughs> Jesus you know Christ. what I mean? That's, I didn't even realize that we're talking about it, how fucking he's dark fucking and cynical ni- this He's so nihilist is, in this one, yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy, because... It's such a fucking turnaround from yeah, like his previous because he always no matter how like sad his prior films were like you know Rashomon and stuff yeah he always ends on some sort of glimmer of like you know hopeful like there's some sort of thing you know? yeah yeah definitely and so it's it's <laughs> it's really it's jarring jumping to this point after uh what was the last one hidden fortress hidden fortress of all fucking movies which was like his crowd pleaser Mm. um you really see a yeah like a a, i don't not a descent not a i don't know just like a i don't know yeah like a destruction of the way that he views the world yeah over those like 25 years or so in this movie, and it's 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 really jarring, yeah. Mm. Um, man is born crying. When he's cried enough, he dies. Yeah. I was like, great line, though. <sighs> God damn. Yeah. Heavy duty, man. Fucking heavy mm. duty, this shit in this movie. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, what else, to, what else to talk about? Some more good, good epic, good epic horse stuff. 
a lot of good epic horse stuff this season. A lot season. of horse stuff. A lot of yeah, I mean uh, a lot of a lot man, that whole the battle se- the second battle sequence. Yeah. Man, I couldn't believe how many cuts of guys falling off horses he does. That's a lot of guys falling off horses. A lot of a lot of actual dudes falling off actual horses. And they were uh, riding around guys who fell off horses and I was like, "Jesus Christ, how do they do this?" Yeah. And shots of those guys on the ground around the horses still running. And I was yeah. just like, boy, yeah, I thought I thought like Lawrence of Arabia may have been the last, uh, you know, wild horseman movies, wild horseman movies. But uh, I, th- I think I want, Kurosawa I want snuck you to come up with a wild horseman list. Horseman movie, movie list. list yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll see. Maybe hit all, hit all oh, the oh, ones. Hey, that's that's a pretty wild horseman. Uh, Vigo in that movie. <laughs> Wild horseman movies. I love it. But uh yeah, I mean, but even even that feels pretty um Yeah, I mean uh subversive a little bit because it's not it's not even really an action sequence. It's like a slaughter. Mm. You know, it's like a slaughter of uh Jiro's men by Saboru's, ironically enough, who are just like in the forest hidden with fucking rifles. Mm. And they're like taking out Jiro's men who are all on horseback in the open. And it's very much like a modern, like you talked about earlier, like a modern verse, you know, old school kind of thing happening. That, there. See what I read on um, Wikipedia was like, it's like a 20th century, like thing. Mm-hmm. The 20th century themes used with feudal Japan's like as a vehicle. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the death of... I mean, Nietzsche talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like, as, as society gets more secular and you don't have God, you get a lot more of, like, you don't believe in the higher things anymore. You don't believe in, like, the, uh, you know, the the families and, like, mm-hmm. and God and just, like, those higher things that... Otherwise, would make all those actions, those violent actions, be more uh, acceptable. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's pretty much like what he's looking at here and exploring is that that if there is no God, it's like these these things turn into like a very horrible situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, ran, ran means chaos. That's one of the, the yeah. yeah. Um, so you know how we saw this problem, Brent? Let's bring mm. God back. He's back, baby. Bring God back. God, God, part two. He's back. He ain't dead. <laughs> He's back. Everybody is sorry, atheist. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, liberals. He's Make- back. <laughs> And what can we gonna do about it? Make God great again. Yeah, he's back, um, and he's sexy this time. He's hot now. He's hot. He ain't no old man with a he's, beard. He's got a he's got a haircut. He's <laughs> he, fucking jacked now. He plays Fortnite. He plays Fortnite. <laughs> he's ninja. That's, <laughs> that's the oh, that's the big he reveal. He's ninja. He's got got his ninja now. Uh, you heard it here first, you heard folks. It here. We broke it. We broke the news. Yeah, um, he didn't want to tell you himself because he's a little humble, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, yeah. We, well, we didn't talk at the, at the end of the movie the uh, Lady Kaide kill, which was like a final note of like, holy shit, man! Yeah, this is not the Kurosawa I thought I knew. 
It's like it's like full on Kill Bill Tarantino. Oh, it's fucking sick though. It's fucking yeah. It's uh, it it's is. I hated how cool Saboru's it was. yeah guy. No, no, no. It was no, a general, wasn't it? It's uh, it's Jiro's general, the guy yeah. who like brought her the fox head and, and like, was like trolling this, her. Yeah. yeah, he's like she fucking she wanted our destruction, mm. and then just like slashes her blood flies everywhere. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. Not yeah, it's, it's. I was like. Sick. Hell yeah. That was cool. It's like know. it's like the one death at the end of the movie. You're like, okay, well, at least that's pretty you know. sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and G- wait, Jiro yeah. died too, didn't he? No, he he lived. He fucking lived at the end of the movie, right? Really? Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know. I, I think so. Even... I th- I think he like just walked away um, at the end of. Yeah, it's. I think his no, he, soldiers he, in the last. He frame, gets right? killed. Oh, he does. Yeah, uh, Kurgane kills Jiro. And Kayati, he's the general. Oh shit! Yeah, the general's pretty cool. That. He's a cool guy. I like him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like uh, you. Yeah, I feel like he's loyal to like Ichimanji a little bit, and he's like. Uh, well, he he's yeah. trying to fight against the chaos. Like he's like trying to keep the order, and that's what. Yeah, he's the military commander. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what? Fuck this guy, dude. Yeah, he, like it's... ruined everything. Yeah, even yeah, even stuff like that. I don't know. There's more like more kind of blunt talk, like modern talk in this movie. Yeah, it's than very we've modern. been getting from Kurosawa. It's very modern for sure. Yeah, and yeah. that that was like a little jarring to me too. I was like, oh shit, okay, so this is this is how Kurosawa does his modern samurai movie. It's like you have a guy like the general who's like trolling the you know Lady Kaide, or or you have Saboru who feels very modern. Like he's a very mm. modern character, I think too. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer a little bit. This movie, the end of this. Yeah. Movie, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll finish it off here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what meal depressed. is this? Oh, God. <laughs> oh man, you we got we got go we got to at least go half cur- bake something. You go uh, to Kurosawa's, you know, restaurant, and it's been twenty seven years, and you you oh haven't been boy. there in a long time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, you know, I am craving. Some Kurosawa stuff because I haven't had it in such a long time. Yeah, and he shows up and he's like, and he he looks like a ghost. He's just he, that's he's, good. That's he good. is gone. But you know what? You're like, you know, maybe he's just you know some old age is getting at him. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah, it's like why not? We'll still. And you're like, wow, this is very colorful, this food now. It's kind of weird how crazy, how <laughs> it's colorful more it is. vibrant. More vibrant. Yeah. And the day, when you get in, you start, you go there when it's a sunny day, mm-hmm. and you're sitting outside, and then you suddenly see, like, these, like, clouds, like, overhead. Mm-hmm. As your first course comes in, it's, like, a red, a red sushi piece and yeah, a blue yeah. sushi piece. And a yellow and a sushi yellow piece, sushi. and then a yeah. ghost like a white sushi piece. Yeah, and uh, you eat the blue one. You're like, man, this sucks for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't taste very. Good. It doesn't taste good. And the red and yellow, they're like, all right, you know, they're fine. Yeah, and man, I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and uh, as you're like, this is, I mean, this seems kind of familiar. You know, like it doesn't seem too like. Mm-hmm. different it's just kind of 
kind of more colorful. And then the storm starts coming in. And you're like, I don't know if I should be outside right now. This doesn't seem very familiar to me. Yeah. At all. This is not the, I don't usually sit outside during at these restaurants, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he comes out and he brings out like a, a big old like boar that's fucking bloodied as hell, you dude. I, had the, I was going to yeah. like, grab the baton, but you are thinking the same shit. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. You're the, <laughs> like a yeah, boar so. that's severed head, <laughs> fucking barely cooked, but fucking blood pouring out of it. And you're like, what the hell? I yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Are you, is this what you're doing? Yeah. And he says God's dead, and he as he puts it on, you're like, this is what you get. Yeah. You and then like surrounding. You haven't been here for 27 years. <laughs> this is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll grab the baton now. Around yeah. that dead boar that just you're just like this. This is not the palate that I'm used to from this. <laughs> yeah. This restaurant. Around it are the the yellow sushi yeah. and red sushi. Blue sushi's not there. He's not there. The next course comes out. You didn't even like want to touch the you're just like, bring on you're the like, next one. It's oh, not you yeah. know how you get fish heads some places? Yeah. It's the fish bodies now. Oh. And that's all you you just got fish bodies. Oh yeah. And you're like, this, this is so subversive. Yeah. This meal that I'm eating. I, I didn't expect that. It that's looks what, great. Yeah. But disgusting at the same time. Yeah, and then and then after that you get, you know, the the blue sushi roll is back and it's like sitting on this platter of like this very good looking, and you know, a noodle me- bowl. Meanwhile, uh yeah. sorry, you can continue. I'll just say meanwhile, mm-hmm. you just see the chef just staring at you the whole time. His face is whiter yeah. than ever. Yeah. It's uh it's he's smoking it's a, a cigarette. He's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Um <laughs> and yeah, and you're getting this platter, you know, the blue sushi's on the yeah. On the platter, and 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 uh, you know, it's like a noodle bowl and some rice, and it's like, okay, this is like starting to be yeah. a little bit of what I remember. And then the legs on the table collapse, and your food falls onto the yeah. ground, and then your chair breaks, and it starts fucking raining a storm outside. And then your yeah, rain's pouring down on your head, mm. and then he screams at you to get out. <laughs> and you're like, that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> that was great. wow, that was a very thematic <laughs> dining experience <laughs> that, I, that I wasn't that I, expecting. That I would be okay with going and enjoying again in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. And you then know. he says, men prefer sorrow over joy. Yeah. Um, and you're right. That's why I, When it. he said that, I was like, that's a very Adam thing that I feel like I could hear from Adam on like in, in a text someday. It's someday, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. This this movie's great. The more we've talked about it, um, I think it's e- even just grown for me so much. Uh, I, I definitely want to watch this movie again at some point. It just feels like one of those like late career movies when a director is kind of like looking at what they've created, uh, looking at the world around them, and like what they've put out into it. Um, and uh, and just like dealing with that that reckoning, um, I think this is. I mean, I, I like this Shakespeare a- adaptation more than Throne of Blood pretty easily. I think. Like, I think. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah, Throne me, of Blood. Yeah. I, I like, but I think there's just a lot more thematically going on with with Ran. 
Um, it's got, we didn't talk about it much, but the cinematography in this movie is, mm-hmm. is pretty fucking incredible. That, that first kind of big battle sequence with the, the burning castle, temple, you know, whatever it is. And then Ichimanji just like walking out, just essentially being a ghost walking out. Oh, beautiful shot. Yeah. It's so good, man. It's so beautiful. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I looked this up too. He, he got a fucking best director nomination for this movie mm. at the Academy Awards. He just won costume design, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's yeah. I, I just feel like it's it's worth noting because it, it's always I feel like a special event when an international director gets a directing nomination for the Academy Awards. I think just because you know, like Thomas Vinterberg did this year for another round. Uh, that's a really well directed movie, but like uh, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. It doesn't happen often, but it's like it feels like them being like, we can't deny the work of this movie, you know, mm. um, or this director. And uh, probably some of that was maybe a, you know, the fact that he was a, a legacy figure at that time. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really great. Um, and I think we're you know doing one last kurosawa after next week but uh this would be like a heck of a last movie for him i think to end on also yeah yeah it is kind of weird it's like a bittersweet sort of thing like <laughs> like i don't like how sad he was <laughs> i guess yeah it's because you think that being at the end of like you always think that at least you know at the end of your life you can just look back and just be like okay like i'm really proud of all the things that i did it's usually like what you hope mm-hmm. to happen, but instead it just seems like he's just like, yeah, f- fuck all of it. You know what I mean? Almost yeah. in a way. Which I almost am in. Yeah. When you say that, I'm almost happy that we're doing dreams next because it's a, it's like an experimental movie based on his dreams. So like I'm yeah. fascinated to get into his head more, I think. Yeah. You and know? I hope, um, it's a little happier. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Well, because it's funny yeah. is I'm looking at his filmography and like the next movies that he did after it was Dreams, and then that was five years later. A year later was Rhapsody in August, mm, which yeah. um, I don't know. I've never heard of that one. It Based sounds sad, a, but a novel. Yeah, who lost her Sapphire, husband yeah. uh, in the atomic bombing of Nagasaki? Yeah. Oh shit! Well, the last <laughs> one he made was. A Japanese comedy drama film, which is interesting. That I would. It's called Madadayo. Uh, oh yeah, that's words, right. Not yet. Yeah, his thirtieth film. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. So I. I mean. Uh, let's let's hope that. That was at least something he had fun with. I don't know. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really like Ran. I think. Uh, I think it's up there because I like I I really like the color palette here. It was kind of like a feast for the eyes, like what he did with color here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's so jarring again compared to his prior films, and and uh, it's just so it's it's like almost like I said before, like it kind of sucks that he just feels that way about it. Mm-hmm. This is his like kind of his swan song is like the Irishman where like man I didn't <laughs> but he, like I, I wish I could tell him it's like no dude like we love all your films and you made yeah. like a significant impact on like 
Well, yeah, you I know, on on all of it, on everybody. You know? I, I I do know that like there's that like famous, um, and I, I I know we have various you know dif- differing views on the, yeah. the importance of the Academy Awards or whatever. But it's like mm. there was like an honorary thing where like he was awarded. Um, well, I mean that's great. Like I think that's amazing. And it's they brought him up. Yeah. And he's very old, and it was like uh, it was like all the new yeah. Hollywood guys being like, "Hey, dude, you." were like an incredible influence on so many yeah, people. That's good. And I'm just happy that he got stuff like that. Something, too, yeah. You know? But it could be like John Carpenter is like, it's too late. <laughs> and then go play video games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Kurosawa was playing yeah. fucking uh, NBA jam and yeah. fucking watching sports and stuff. Man, I hope, yeah, like, and he's making like synth music. <laughs> yeah. But no, Rand's yeah. really great. I think that, um, if you really compare it to his life, that's where you get a lot of interesting, like, more meaning, I think, from. Because it's, like, mm-hmm. it really seems like he inputted a lot of himself into it. Because, like, it's, like, a weird, yeah, subversive thing where mm-hmm. it's, like, everyone knows him for his epic samurai films. And he's, like, all right, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I also did, and let's do Shakespeare. And also tell him, like, how much I'm fucking mad about, mm-hmm. like, how this all turned out, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, again, like that's also true art again, like me saying that I'm sad about it doesn't take away that the true expressionistic, like artistic, um, thing that he did with it. Like he put his soul and heart into it and really came out with like a beautiful product that unfortunately was sad, but also, you know, has a lot of meaning, a lot of warnings about, um, just the, the, uh, the concept of power and how intergenerational conflict begins and miscommunications and pleasantries and how to how to uh, how people carry themselves and how that affects other people and mm-hmm. what our motivations are. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff in yeah in this, uh, and it's definitely one of my favorites. Like I like it more than Throne of Bru- uh, Throne of Blood for yeah. sure. Yeah. But nothing beats Seven Samurai, baby. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> well, still so yeah, good. We'll have to, we'll have to think on on our rankings. I'm yeah, this yeah. is probably gonna be high for me too, man. It mm. it just like yeah, that jump of twenty twenty five years. I just feel so like you, watching this. It just feels like a master is making it, you know. Mm. Um, and it's just rare that yeah that you get to see like a seventy something year old guy who's been making movies for so long, and you're just like yeah. I mean, this is fucking better than so many other, so many other movies, you know, it's so mm-hmm. much going on. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's Rand. Do we have any other, any other stuff, I guess, to, to really say I did. I wanted to bring up that, uh, he storyboarded this entire movie, uh, by painting every shot of the movie before he made it, man, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah, I mean, he uh, got a lot. Like, this is one of the shots here. Well, yeah, you can't really see it very well, but I mean, he, yeah. It's fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and people see in a retirement he, home, and he's just like, I'm just painting here. And I'm then, pa- yeah. And there, he doesn't actually, he's like, he's not actually directing. He's like, he look at these paintings, and this is what happens in it. Make that a movie. No, he doesn't even say that. He's like, this is what happens in this painting. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps painting all the shots, and someone's just like, just fucking, just fucking do it. Copy it. Let's, let's, let's just copy all of his fucking yeah. painting. He doesn't even know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> that they made it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's apparently a, a perfectionist to the point of insanity. Many people said, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that it was just like it the could Japanese be a nightmare. Kubrick, yeah, yeah, very, very Kubrickian. I think. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's Ran, guys. I would definitely mm-hmm. recommend checking that one out for sure. It's, um, I, I mean, this season I didn't expect to uh, kind of learn so much about uh, Shakespeare's works too, but it's that's like, what's uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, like he makes Shakespeare so palatable. Like you can like, yeah, you don't feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> even watching like Shakespeare movies, you're like, man, they're talking some English that I don't like. Get yeah, for I sure. do not understand. Like the only yeah, the only Shakespeare movies I've that have connected with me are like the kind of like loose adaptation, like the West Side Stories <laughs> or whatever. Romeo plus Juliet, <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, ran, yeah, it'd be great for an English teacher, and I'd say college because you wouldn't show this movie in high school. Why not? Uh, why not? I mean, why not? You, you think you, they're you'd, stupid? You'd be a pretty lit. High school English teacher, literature English teacher. Hey, know. you That's know. That's a joke or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you showed this this bloody-ass movie in your in your class. Oh, yeah. I mean, Just you sign a waiver. That's Just all, say, dude. Yeah, sign the waiver. Some bl- it's a Shakespeare movie. Yeah. I saw um, titties in high school. It's cool, man. Oh, that's true. Hey, I mean, we saw, we saw some wild shit in high school. Um, Hell, yeah. Anyways... <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that, that, right, that wraps up this episode <laughs> of Director Showdown. We're ending on titties, yeah. as you know, you would. As you should. As you should. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are we doing next week, Brent? Where are we going? Oh boy, we we're taking we're taking a little we're taking a little passage to India, Adam. <laughs> we're, uh, you know, I know so little about Stop. that movie. All right, that's <laughs> all we needed. Uh, yeah, well, we're. I talk- mean, you're gonna know so much of it. Yeah. By next time. That's very true. I mean, you the listeners who I'm talking to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to you're going to you're going to you're going to wish you I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, just listen to it. Yeah, li- well, hey, listen to listen to passage look, to India. We're going to have fun. so many tangents that you won't even have to worry about watching, all right? Or hey, who maybe uh, it's an Oscar nominated movie, maybe, maybe it'll it's be great. great. It'll blow us away and we'll fucking Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's gonna be fun. No it's, tangents, uh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> no, no tangents. Just a just an in depth uh, intellectual discussion of Passage to India. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, no, you know an interesting comparison to to Ran with that movie though is that that came out in eighty four, and so we're gonna get a little bit of like mid nineteen eighties epic. Ooh. Uh, shit going on um, with both of these guys. A couple old guys making some old... e- 1980s epics. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I think that was Lean's last movie. He was like very old. He was like 80 or something when he made that one. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to uh, talk that one. And uh, what about plugs? You got any? We got any plugs? Uh, just listen to all the other Delphin Pod podcasts. I mean, you know it. I know it. Mm-hmm. Brent knows it. Yeah. Get all of San Antonio to know it. Yeah, uh, listen to the Delphin Pod shows. Uh, go to patreon.com backslash Delphin Pod or forward slash. I was God, every time. Every dude. single time. Because uh, I think you just love the sound of backslash. Backslash, backslash. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we got, there's like some, some cool like Patreon stuff coming out. Uh, Delphin and I talked the Oscars and we're doing this new uh, kind of like short, kind of fun series talking like uh, director's first movies. I think Adam's going to be on one of those soon um yeah and uh yeah and then obviously we're talking the fucking star wars books the higher public books uh on countdown strikes back uh so go listen to that we're on our third book and uh it's the best yet i think so um yeah. i'm just glad you're reading 
I'm reading so much, man. I'm like truly reading uh, a lot. You gotta tell cool. me all the fun big vocabulary words you learn, like, like uh, oh, happy. Yeah, let's see. You like that word? There were a few. There were literally or a few sorrow. words that I looked up in this recent. You know what sorrow means? Sorrow, lightsaber. It's a fun <laughs> one. Uh, force, force, uh, mind trick. Um, you know, just a Those lot. Those are I'm big words, more. buddy. <laughs> I'm glad you're, you're you're saying them correctly. Yeah, I'm I'm really stretching stretching my mind out with those books. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun and uh, uh, yeah, go listen to those. Go listen to cover stories and um, listen next week to Passage to India. All right, see you then. All right, see you.